Well, hello, everyone. It's Michael Angelo Caruso call, uh, on the phone, and uh, I'm speaking with, um, with Chantel Valley. Do I say it correctly, Chantel? That's pretty good, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say it? <laughs> well, it's Valley. It is a French name, but uh, I will take it the way you said it. You're one of the best, best pronunciation <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> Very good. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you again. I had the great pleasure of hearing you deliver a keynote not long ago. Uh, you are a, a celebrity in, uh, in the college basketball circles. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about your position and what you're known for. For sure. So I'm the head women's basketball coach at the University of Windsor. That is in Ontario, Canada. So just across the border from Detroit, really, uh, which is how we met through, uh, through a, a keynote that I was doing for people in Canada and the States as well. Um, and through my career here, we had a chance to build a program that was taking it from last in the country to national champion. And then we won the national championship uh, subsequently five years in a row. And uh, often I get, to, uh, I get a chance to speak at different events to talk about how we transform this program. So it is about leadership. It's about coaching. And yes. uh, it's about things that can be applicable all over the world in business settings as well as coaching in any other fields, obviously. Well, I'll say you had the crowd's attention. There were several hundred people at this event, and you were so inspirational, so motivating. And it's rare that I hear a speaker who has such natural verve and original content, and of course your story is great as well, taking the team from last place to first for five consecutive years. So we got to talking a little bit about brands, our mutual brands, and, and we've talked in the past a little bit about publishing and how effective a simple ebook can be for uh, helping get a message out to people. And of course, people use ebooks for different things. Some authors make a, it's their stock and trade to do ebooks. Sometimes it's just a value added for another product or service that the, it's a brand extension, if you will. And, and you're thinking about writing an ebook yourself. And, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to, to not only uh, give you a few of my best tips, but uh, also help anybody else that wants to listen to this recording later on. Are you up for this? I think it's an excellent idea. I'd love to be able to share that with anybody as well and, and really learning from you. So, Michael, thank you for your time this morning. Well, my pleasure. We're learning from each other. Uh, I'll, I'll do a similar call with you and, and put you on the firing line sometime in the future. But let's do a quick Q&A format. I know we don't have much time. Ask me some questions about your upcoming ebook, and I'll do my best to answer them. For sure. So after you heard me at the keynote, you actually approached me with the idea of, hey, you should write a quick ebook. And my first thought was like, I don't think it's a quick thing to do. I'm, I'm thinking about something that's going to take a lot of time. It's going to be, you know, a couple hundred pages. But, right. but you had a different idea, and I'd like you to maybe – my question is, is, can you remind me what was your suggestion to me in, sure. in, in doing sure. this ebook? So when most people think about writing a book, a book is a story. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It has to have continuity, plot development, character introduction, all these types of things. But an ebook doesn't have to have any of these things. An ebook can simply be a top 10 list if you care to publish it that way. So you might put uh, my top 10 ways to stay motivated. And let's say you have 10 ways to stay motivated, and I'll bet you do. <laughs> and then each mm -hmm. one of them is like micro chapter. It doesn't even have to be a full chapter. And so think about a booklet, not a book. And in this booklet, you have 10 pages, and each of the pages has five paragraphs. And now this this, this monstrosity of a publication that we were thinking about earlier is a very, very simple thing. 
you add some what we call front matter, which is the title page, a dedication page, an introduction, um, and in your in your uh, in your uh, thank you page, you would say, "I want to thank my close friend Michelangelo Caruso for all of his inspiration." <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so, so how that. many pages exactly? Like, would an ebook? You say you say ten pages, each I page 15, having five paragraphs. Yeah, fifteen is plenty. Um, don't forget, for an ebook, even the top authors. Uh, uh, the top authors only get about 10 bucks now for their ebook, so it's not really about the money. I do suggest you try to get a couple of bucks for your ebook because it's a good chance to collect an email address. Uh, and plus, there's this thing called perceived value. If your book is free, then people think it's not worth anything. If they at least have to pay a couple of bucks, then it's worth something, right? Mm -hmm. So, 15 pages, what you have is what's called the front matter, which is the title page, forward, introduction, table of contents. Then you have the body of the book, which could be the 10 pages we just talked about. And then the af it's called after matter, uh, appendix, bibliography. You don't want to get too crazy. It's just an ebook, not a dissertation. And um, maybe where people can find you, right, a contact page, uh, your social media links, that sort of thing. And that's a complete package, man. Um, you can put it together, a, a speaker like you and someone who is so well rehearsed with their content can put this together in a weekend easily. Of course, you want to have somebody professionally proofread the book and put some sort of an ebook cover. Now, this is a head game getting your head, head around this. It's an ebook, so nobody actually prints it. But when you sell it online, you want to have a cover for it so that it looks like something. And that's right. just a quick bit of artwork or a caricature about you, of you and you know your snappy title. Are there people online that do this that we can find easily to, to go, put a cover? Is it something that I would do personally with some pictures? No, uh, I would have somebody do it. It's easy enough to find somebody. Go to a site called Fiverr, which I think is F-I-V-R, Fiverr, something like that. It's easily Googled. And what you do is you put the project out for bid. It's called Fiverr because the bid start, a lot of the bids start at five bucks because somebody can do this like in two seconds. They even have a library of, of things that they can pull up and, and, of course, some will uh, try to bid uh, $10 or $15 and get you to pay a little extra for their killer idea. So that's up to you, but that's an easy resource uh, for somebody to put together an ebook for you. Now, you, you mentioned, you know, an ebook is not something that no, nobody's going to print. They're going to read it on their iPad or whatever device they have. But if I wanted to print a copy of this, let's say for when I go do some public speaking engagement, people want to buy something yes. right then and right there. How do we, is bet. that possible? Of course, yeah. So that's another reason to have the cover, right? Because the book's got to have a cover. But if you go, so it's called an e-book because it's an electronic book. The other version that you're talking about, the hard copy, is called a P-book. And of course, the P-book name came about well after the printed version of it. But we had to be able to distinguish between e-books and P-books. And then you carry a stash of those to your speaking engagements or wherever you go. And uh, it's yet another way for people to take a piece of you home with them. Uh, ideally, perhaps the e-book, the, the P-book has bits of your speech in it, right? And, uh, I, and again, ideally for, for complete brand extension, it would lead them to higher price points and, for ha and perhaps your website where they could uh, spend uh, uh, money to book you for a keynote event, right? Right, exactly. And so you would print this in a print shop, a usual, um, usual yeah. print shop anywhere? Yeah. Uh, now, in the old days, we used to go to a printer, just any printer, and, and, and be happy with whatever price they gave us. Now, there's something called POD. There's another acronym for you. 
print on demand. Again, easily Googled. Um, and the print on demand printer is not down the street. Print on demand is wherever they are. And they ship the book to you. And instead of printing a, a, a 10,000 copies and then moving those copies whenever you change residences <laughs> because you weren't able to sell them fast enough, which is a common problem for authors, is you only print as many as you think you need. Now, the price per copy will go up on a POD model, but it's still a much better way to go because you don't know that the book's going to sell until – and the other thing is a lot of authors, you know, uh, they, they print out a version and they go, darn it, I, I, I wanted to do this instead of this. Well, now you can because it's an, e, uh, it's an electronic uh, change. You don't have to pay anybody to change it. You just change it right. yourself. Right. Would you suggest that the P-book is, has more content than the e-book or just exactly so, the same? No, uh, I would start small with a small booklet, like I said earlier at the front of the conversation. One of my very first products is called, Hmm, Little Ideas with Big Results. It's just a 36-page booklet. It's a beautiful calling card for what I do. It's got a lot of my aphorisms in it, my humor, my style of presenting, and, of course, ways that people can uh, find out more about me and, and, and buy more stuff if they care to. So when you start small, your barrier to entry is much, much lower. The risk is lower. And um, the other thing is you get to feel out your market a little bit more. It's better to take a risk with uh, 100 copies of a $10 product than 1,000 copies of a $20 product. Makes a lot of sense, yep. Also, when you're getting ready to sell your book, I know you've got a conference call here in just a minute. We're going to wind, wrap up. But when you're getting ready to sell your book, Mark Victor Hansen, the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, once told me it's easier to sell 100 books to one person than it is to sell one book to 100 people each. So always be thinking about what types of groups you can sell your book to. For example, when you do your keynotes, you want to say, hey, um, here's my price, and I'll toss in X number of books for everybody in the audience, and I'll sign the books after the event if you'd like. Now, of course, your price of your books is built in, but since the, the P, this version of the P-book didn't cost you that much, everybody wins. They get, they get a, something to take home. Uh, the speaker, the, the person that, that hired you, feels like they did a good thing because the people are lined up afterward to get your autographs, and, of course, you're, you're furthering your brand. So, um, sell the so you're book suggesting, in, for example, putting in like four or five booklets of 15 pages each as opposed well, to one big book of 60 pages or whatever? Well, just try one booklet. You know, you, you don't know what the meeting planner is going to go for. If it, if it looks like you're trying to just promote yourself, they'll say, no, no, we just want you to speak. So you, you don't want to push that lever too hard. Just make a small little offer available and feel out your market. Try to get a sense of what the threshold is. You can also give away a book but sell others in the back of the room. So you can cut that kind of a deal with the meeting planner. No, I understand. But the, 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 the big idea is to have several little booklets that can enhance your branding because it's easier to sell several booklets to one person. Yeah, but you might write one, one small booklet first, test the market, then write your masterpiece, your life story, the 200-pager, then write another small booklet, then do an audio program or a video, so you're, you're building a platform here, and there's no predicting what order to do it in until you figure out how the first one goes. You might be right. A cluster of small e-books is just the ticket. But you also might start overlapping projects. While you're writing your life story, you're going to do two e-books. So you, right. you just don't know how it's going to turn out. But feel free to check in with me from time to time. I'm happy to, to offer more advice. Tell everybody, Chantel, where they can reach you online. 
Yeah, so the website is coachvalley.com, and my email address is cvalley, that's C-V-A-L-L-E-E, at uwindsor.ca. Great. Give the website one more time. I'm not sure I heard it myself. Thank you. It's coachvalley.com. So Coach Valley, spell V like Victor, A-L-L-E-E. Very good, very good. Thank you. What a pleasure to be with you again. For those of you interested, thank you so much. My pleasure. For those of you more interested in in, in my stuff, go to michaelangelocaruso.com. Happy writing, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Chantel. Bye bye. Bye bye.